Welcome to TPC Talks, a healthy hospital podcast, sharing insights and resources for navigating the business of healthcare. Welcome to this episode of TPC Talks. I am your host today, Tyler Kern. COVID-19 has hit hospitals hard, not only in treating sick patients, but in getting the needed supplies to aid in treating those patients. Supply chain disruptions of critical equipment has been a major hurdle for hospitals to overcome in this battle against the coronavirus pandemic. And here to discuss how TPC member hospitals can deal with these challenges is Bo Moon. He's the Senior Vice President of Sourcing and Operations for TPC. Bo, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with you today, and I think it's going to be uh, very, very educational and uh, and informative um, for hospitals. So, uh, Bo, just off the top, we mentioned uh, supply chain there in the introduction. So how is this supply chain disruption really manifesting itself when it comes to hospitals? What are the challenges that are being presented as a result of coronavirus when it comes to supply chain and getting equipment? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, we are in these uh, unreal times, uh, unprecedented, really. Uh, supply chain is uh, front and center. Uh, everything that you read uh, in, in front of the news, uh, all the news broadcasts, you know, it, there's, there's good things that come out of this. And I think part of it is uh, you got supply chain leaders who are really stepping up. It's a situation where uh, there is high demand for supply needs for our healthcare systems, and uh, there's just a lack of supply. And I think the uh, internationally, everyone's drawing off the same supply. And I think uh, as it relates to uh, coordination uh, of uh, taking care of our hospitals so they can provide clinical care as best as they can, uh, that's utmost uh, importance. Uh, what we're finding is traditional sourcing means uh, uh, are not working, meaning you have contracts with suppliers who typically provide you the, the supplies that you need. Uh, there is a lot of activity going to look at alternative sourcing uh, mechanisms, if you will, to help our supply uh, issues. And supplies are, you know, you hear a lot about PPE, personal protective equipment, is the it's the mask and the exam gloves and the uh, surgical gowns, but there's uh, pharmaceutical supply concerns. There's laboratory concerns. You hear about ventilators, so it's it's a somewhat of a perfect storm, if you will, that's coming together, and all the healthcare organizations are, are trying to determine how they can help uh, clinically, financially, you know, and operationally serve their their community and their patients. So uh, definitely the different times for for sure. Yeah, and I think one of the the things that that I I think about when I think about supply chain and needing equipment and uh, the various areas of the hospital that you talk about that are all going to need um, different things and, and all require different uh, equipment or um, or materials things along those lines is, is that when when a situation like this presents itself, you have to be able to to look forward and try to anticipate needs. So how have you seen hospitals really adjust how they evaluate their supply needs so they can be proactive about seeking that equipment? If they need to go to, you know, an alternative source or seek equipment from another place, uh, how how have they, how have you seen hospitals and how have you been advising hospitals to begin, you know, to anticipate those particular needs and, and find the resources they need to to get the that equipment and get those supplies? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question. So uh, if I can, I'll share a little bit about TPC. You know, we're essentially a regional group purchasing organization. We plug into a, a national 
group purchasing organization and a strategic partner, Vizient, who's really helped us step up. Uh, in our hospitals, they have a local uh, sourcing need. So, you know, when you think about how they're going about solving the problem, there's there's a local activity, uh, and we work with 11 healthcare systems across four states. Uh, and TPC uh, set up essentially a structure uh, a disaster preparedness uh, group, if you will, made up of our supply chain leaders to uh, get together uh, very actively to determine what are some of the, the problem areas, uh, also to share best practices, identify uh, different sources of uh, opportunity. Uh, so what we've done is we the key is really mobilizing uh, quickly. You know, we wanted to be nimble and quick in how we respond. And we felt that we could respond collectively uh, in, in, a, in a better way because there's a bottleneck, as, as you hear about. Uh, they're not getting what they normally get uh, and what they normally expect uh, from their suppliers. Uh, I had one member in West Texas share with me. Uh, and said, Bo, I don't believe the supply will be here until I actually see it show up on my back dock. So the the information's flowing, uh, the supply demand information, it feels like it flows hourly. So changes in, in being able to adapt is is key. And our hospitals in, in working together have done, done a few really good things. Uh, setting up a structure and, and being active. We have, uh, we had daily calls and now we're in twice a week. Um, we identify suppliers, we prioritize needs. And what TPC does do uniquely different is we aggregate buying power. So when we go out to market in certain areas, uh, we think scale and, and volume get some attention. Uh, and then we can negotiate price points, if you will, and, and, and ensure some product delivery. So TPC can aggregate our hospitals. Buying power is, is a key area. The, the thing that we also set up that I think is pretty interesting is a, kind of a market demand forecasting tool. So we get a sense of all the COVID cases that are happening at our hospitals daily. And as you know, as it relates to COVID cases, you can see what that means as it relates to use of ICU beds, ventilator demand, and then, you know, pharmaceutical PPE. All of those things are, are driven off of uh, the number of cases that our hospitals are dealing with. So that's a key component. Um, another thing that we've done is we create a weekly uh, survey tool, mainly to capture really live what are the demand needs. Uh, as of last week, gowns rose up to the top of a demand need. So then we pivot uh, to that particular need, and then we go out and we source. Uh, and we do that by setting up a, uh, we have a sourcing team of resources that actually go out and um, create purchase orders on behalf of our hospitals. Sometimes we broker a relationship with the supplier and our hospitals go out and do it themselves. So there's many different avenues and it comes down to really local strategies, regional strategies, and, and plugging into uh, some national strategies um, with our strategic partner, Vizient. So a lot of the pieces and parts coming together, the, the key is being nimble and being quick to be able to respond uh, to their market needs. Yeah, and I think a, a a big thing that that you just hit on there was was the communication that you you have. You know, you, you talked about those twice a week calls, the surveys, and just making sure that you're getting a constant flow of information from your member hospitals to understand what their needs are and how you can help them meet those needs. So, how has that open and, and quick, um, and, and you mentioned nimble communication, really proven to be very beneficial during this time? Yeah, I think we've, you know, someone, I use a reference of fishing, right? You're, you're fishing out in the ocean and maybe your best bet 
is put out, put out as many fishing lines as you can. Um, and that's what we've done. And in some cases, some of these areas, um, I'll give you an example, N95 masks um, are difficult to find. So you cast out the different fishing lines and you're, you're almost looking for a needle in a haystack uh, type scenario. So you have to also be able to pivot, uh, look at alternative strategies, an example of N95s, with, which are scarce. Um, there's a, a second tier mask called a KN95. So we pivoted and, and found a supplier uh, through some strategic relationships to, to place an order of those masks to fulfill some gaps and needs, knowing that it's not the ideal product, uh, but it is a product that can be used in certain situations in the hospital. So there's just alternative strategies uh, being deployed, uh, creative strategies. I, I'll tell you some of the very interesting things are you've got new entrants of suppliers uh, entering the space who uh, it's not in their wheelhouse. They haven't serviced healthcare before but they want to do the right thing. So we've seen an um, example of a fastenal shop in East Texas uh, uh, work on, um, uh, uh, if you will, IV wipes, clean wipes, sanit hand sanitation uh, supplies. We've seen scenarios where hospitals have been willing to share supply with other hospitals, which has been exciting to see. We've seen different manufacturers who uh, have been in the aerospace industry design face masks and become a, a supplier for us to uh, be able to tap into. So a lot of good stories and innovations and, and actually creativeness is happening. And, and the, the good feeling story also are the donations that we've seen from local communities with where our hospitals are based, uh, stepping up uh, communities, actually sewing masks, cloth masks in their communities. Um, construction companies uh, donating their supplies, dental offices uh, supporting uh, those things. So there's some uh, really unique, interesting things that have come to the fold, if you will. Uh, and again, as my executive shares, I don't know what shows up on my back door and there could be something I ordered and it showed up and it could be a, purely a donation from a community sponsor in some some sort. So we try to manage that and keep an eye on what's coming in and out of our hospitals and then refocusing and pivoting uh, to find new areas of opportunity and, and go out and and, and market those um, on their behalf. Yeah, you know, I, I love hearing those success stories just of hospitals sharing with one another, of other businesses hopping in just in this, in this fight against COVID-19 because it, it really does bring the feel of uh, that the entire medical community has all, you know, tried to come together as much as possible as one, not as separate entities, but as one kind of, uh, you know, total body to fight against this pandemic. And I love seeing the, those examples just uh, of how people are working together, how other businesses are, are hopping in and doing what they can to um, to be beneficial during this time. And so that's, that's really encouraging and, and heartening to hear about. Um, we do know that, that one of the major struggles that hospitals have faced during this time is that elective surgeries have been put on hold, which represents a huge portion of hospital revenue, right? It's just those those types of elective procedures. And so um, as those perhaps begin to come back, what challenges are, are presented from that happening? And maybe what kind of equipment challenges does that present as well? Yeah. And that's, again, another great question. I mean, the elective surgeries, you know, represent you know, anywhere between 50 and in some cases, 70 percent 
of a hospital's revenue stream. So uh, those have all been, uh, if you will, postponed. Um, but in working with our hospitals that are across four different states, they're on some different uh, timetables as it relates to some local and, and state decisions that are being made. Uh, but, you know, a lot of our hospitals are in Texas, so we're, we uh, keep close to what Governor Abbott uh, is sharing as, re as relates to staging back elective surgeries. Uh, there is going to be a, a demand on that, but uh, what we're doing is um, we're seeing the supply chain leaders who are front and center taking an active role with the clinical leaders and the executives within our healthcare organizations. Um, tightly integrated, tightly understanding what, what their demand is, what they have the ability to do, what they have in stock, if you will. Uh, some good news is, you know, pre-COVID, um, we uh, were able to uh, warehouse a lot of the PPE items for elective surgeries. Uh, when you think about uh, custom procedural trays, and we have 30 to 45 days of supply. So that gives you kind of a line of sight uh, as they ramp up elective surgeries. What we're trying to do is look at the supply demand weekly, know that the, the, the scheduled cases, what type of elective surgeries are going to be um, uh, within our facilities and what supplies specifically are needed. And really it's, it's a, a constant monitoring of those opportunities. I'll tell you, some organizations uh, within our member facilities have had zero uh, COVID cases, and they may be quicker to market, uh, to ramp up elective surgeries. However, we have some organizations, uh, another one that I th can think of, um, has had an increase of COVID cases. So they're going to back off and, and slowly ramp up. So there's going to be different uh, cadences and, and paces and how they approach the market with elective surgeries. The key is, you know, being thoughtful about it, being strategic uh, and being respectful of, of the clinical needs and, and taking care of their community. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch uh, but our, our collegial effort of working together and sharing, uh, I think, will be helpful. And it gets to the point of uh, some other examples of where you have a hospital that we've had that was very low in surgical gowns. We had two other hospitals donate thousands of supplies to that one hospital to help them in their need. And then you have a, you know another effect where uh, that hospital then shares a, a, a supply that they have quite a bit of back with another one of our hospitals. So. It's, it's the opposite of what you hear in the news as it relates to hoarding, uh, the effort of our hospitals working together. It's really unique to see. And, um, you know, they are healthcare workers and they, they're thinking about taking care of the frontline clinicians, uh, the patients, uh, and even their support staff. That's utmost importance for, for our hospitals. So in, in closing, it's, it's a collaborative effort and and high communication of utmost importance, and then pulling upon and, and helping each other out where where we can. So I'm just privileged to say TPC, we play an active role in that, uh, but we are not on the front lines, but I've got utmost respect for our healthcare workers and what they're doing during this time. 
Yeah, and you, you know, but as I think about this, I think that this um, going forward will be one of the the seminal moments that we look back on, just as a, a time when a lot of things changed and, and shifted. You know, uh, not just in in the healthcare space, but across a lot of various industries. But specifically in the healthcare uh, realm, I, I think that. Um, that there will be things that will never kind of go back to the way it was before, that there will be necessary shifts and changes made to, you know, uh, both supply chain for uh, for healthcare providers and, and the way that healthcare providers go about um, a lot of the various uh, aspects of what they do on a, on a regular basis. And so from, from your perspective, what do you think shifts and changes as a result of COVID-19? And how do you think things look different in the future than they did previous to this pandemic? Well, I, I think good things can happen in bad situations. And, and this, for sure, during my lifetime, I've never experienced anything like this. I, I think when I think about what some of the changes that will take place is supply chain uh, will need to transform, uh, specifically in healthcare. Uh, there's so much data out there. Uh, there's, there's new technologies out there. I think there's going to be innovations you have new entrants of market players who are entering uh, healthcare. Uh, I think there's going to be a concerted effort uh, with those coming together to rethink uh, the entire supply chain. I think there's also uh, a dependency that we've uncovered uh, of China. We're more dependent on China than maybe we need to be. And are there other ways that we can ramp up manufacturing in different areas so we don't get in a situation like this? So I think a, a lot more financial modeling uh, to predict future volume. Uh, the supply demand issue can happen very quickly. I mean, the a COVID patient alone can impact an organization significantly um, based on what their needs are and the supplies that are required to support that patient. So again, innovations, technologies, new entrants, I, I think there's going to be a concerted effort going forward to uh, rethink uh, about supply chain and rethink about uh, manufacturing. And, and, and there could be uh, an increase of U.S.-based manufacturing as an outcome of this. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're absolutely right that in times of great challenge, we, send, we tend to see, um, you know, innovation, we tend to see shifts uh, for the better uh, moving forward. And we learn from these challenges and learn from these challenging times. And so I think you're, you're right. And I'll be very interested to see how this, uh, how this helps us evolve as a society and also evolve, you know, as a, um, you know, ha ha how it helps healthcare providers really evolve just in terms of, of utilizing that technology that you were speaking of and how uh, supply chain also uh, undergoes a, a big shift. And so thank you so much, uh, Bo, for joining me today and talking a little bit more about how TPC has been able to uh, show agility in this space and, and really respond quickly and help its member hospitals respond quickly and uh, and with the necessary equipment to uh, this particular challenge uh, that we're, we're dealing with today. So uh, Bo Moon, Senior Vice President of sourcing and operations for TPC. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of TPC Talks. Thank you very much. And everybody, thank you so much for listening to this particular episode. We do appreciate it very, very much. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please make sure to hit subscribe on either iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Either bookmark that page um, and make sure that you find a way to go back and listen to previous episodes as well as stay up to date with episodes that are coming in the future. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Until next time.